Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to their episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in liberty. Oh, I didn't even think about what you were going to say, but... Liberty. If I had, I probably would have thought... You would have seen that one coming. (laughs) Yeah, because it was obvious. Hi, my name is Summer, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And the thing I want you to know about Joy is that even though she's super pregnant, and not feeling super great. She still went out to the Las Vegas strip with me last weekend <laughs> and had a good time. And that probably sounds really bad to some of you <laughs> who don't understand the Las what Vegas happened? strip. <laughs> <laughs> or who, you for have those no- of you that have no information about <laughs> that, I just made it sound like you're super pregnant and you went gambling with me. Well, just so you guys know, it's a huge secret. You'll never know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what we did, but it did (laughs) not involve gambling or any weird things. Right. (laughs) Um, We did have a lot of fun, though. Um, It was a surprise. Yes. (laughs) And it was kept a surprise from me. I do surprise things. So, um, yeah, which... This isn't my thing you should know about Summer, but the thing you could know about Summer is that she has a really hard time containing surprises. Oh, the worst. I can't even tell you how many times she's got me a present, and then she's <laughs> like, I just have to tell you what it is because it's really great. I have to tell and you I'm this I'm really minute. excited for you to get it. Um, it's so true. But yeah, so you held on to that secret for only be- I mean, months. Only because of Matthew. But yeah, so Matthew- <laughs> I colluded. Kept it from me. I colluded with Matthew. Right. And I was like, listen. And then we drove out there. We visited you guys. Yes. We have like kind of a tradition that we've observed a few times in Vegas. Yes. We go see a certain show. Yes. Um, Feel free to guess. We're not going to tell you. No. Nope. You have to live with this not knowing. Right. Forever. Mm-hmm. What happens in Vegas, <laughs> you'll never know You'll about. just never know. <laughs> I live in Las Vegas, and what I've learned from my time living in Las Vegas is that in some ways, (laughs) (laughs) like, well, the thing about it's like in some ways, the strip is everything you thought it was. Mm -hmm. And then in a lot of ways, it's just not like it's really just restaurants and shows and things to do. But because it's the gambling capital of the world, and everything happened, like, the restaurants are in casinos and everything right. isn't. But I just had no idea, like, that there's anything, like, there are some fun and, like, things you can do in Vegas that aren't gambling and gross. Right. I didn't realize that until they I moved there. They try to make it kind of family friendly. Yeah. I feel like it was a lot. I haven't been since I was, like, young. Right. And, I don't even know. I don't. I was so young. I don't even remember the context of why I was there. Right. Actually, one of the times I do remember my sister was getting married. So she didn't. She got married in Vegas, but it wasn't a quickie wedding because all of our family was there. Right. It was vacation. Um, <laughs> so. Right. And she actually. Oh, my gosh. I just had a weird memory of that. OK. She I was like being a little bit of a brat. Don't remember why. And <laughs> um, we like walked into our hotel room and then she was like come outside really quick and I was being a little bit of a brat which like looked made me look really stupid a second later because I walked out and there she had got me a my size Barbie for my birthday which if you don't know what that is right um, those are intense a huge huge Barbie that's like the size Um, of a child (laughs) right and now I was always a little bit tall for my age so I'm not sure it was ever totally my size but right um more so than a Way regular one. cool <laughs> present. That's so funny. The um, first time I went to Las Vegas was because my dad took us all to go see Riverdance. Oh, you told me that. And yes. I was like, I'm not even surprised at Riverdance, all. Riverdance, of course. That seems like something 
your dad would want to go see. Of course, you want to see Riverdance. So where was the nearest place Riverdance was happening? Las Vegas. Yeah, it was surprisingly clean. And yeah, we had a purpose for being down there. So we kind of just went down there and we did our thing. And then we went home. I do have to tell you something because it feels it's not a secret. (laughs) But I feel like I kept a secret from you. Well, I did keep the... I wanted to take you for your birthday. That was a secret. That was a surprise. But yeah. so we ate at this restaurant. <laughs> this is so dumb. This is not a secret, but it feels like one. <laughs> but we ate. So we ate at that really cute restaurant. Uh-huh. And the things that we both ordered, we both had sweet potato fries. And there was a moment when I realized you weren't going to eat all of your sweet potato fries. And I've thought about eating them. You should have. But I knew I shouldn't eat that many sweet potato fries. Like I, it was a conscious choice not to eat them. I was like, no, but I wanted to eat them and I didn't tell you. And I felt like this weird, I don't know. I felt like I was keeping this weird secret. (laughs) (laughs) I know that doesn't even qualify. You guys heard it here. Sheologian spills. The tea tells all. The craziest thing that happened in Vegas was I didn't tell you I wanted to eat the sweet potato fries. <laughs> that legitimately, that was the craziest thing that happened there. Uh, anyway, that was yeah, fun, and we I had was fun hanging out with the kids, hanging out with you guys. And yeah, Matthew and Eric got to hang out. Yes, with really for the first time, like, right? Without us around, so right. They had their theological conversations. And- <laughs> it's like the one thing. Eric wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had. A, yeah, I wasn't. Um. Now I'm feeling a lot better. Good. I would have. I think we would have. If it had been like even a week later, I would have totally skipped it. But I mean, we drove there and back, and it wasn't. Right. It wasn't like I was ill the whole time. No. We did go to the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Which at our our event, this is going to sound make it sound so fun. <laughs> the show we saw, I got a little bit of a history lesson on the Hoover Dam. We did. I learned a lot about the Hoover and Dam. And then I got to go to the Hoover Dam the next day. Right. Was that fun? I haven't I mean, I drive over it all the time. It was huge and it was just one of those weird things where you know, like you stand on the Pat Tillman Memorial Bridge yeah. and you look down. Yeah. And you're like feet kind of start sweating yeah i don't think you're like i'm really small and fragile in the world (laughs) so every time i drive over the hoover dam which is every time you guys listen to this show i will have driven over the hoover dam that morning um i have a moment where i'm like this is terrible yeah like i know i'm really up high really high um and it's like a national security you know yeah, thing. Matthew and I got into this like whole conversation mm-hmm. about how, because we what we learned was that forty five hundred people visit the Hoover Dam every day, uh-huh. and just so you know, every single one of them, yeah, is subject to an unwarranted search oh. of their vehicle. Oh, you have to uh, roll your windows down, and uh-huh. the police can. Yeah, well, I don't. They're not the police. They're federal. They work for the federal government. Yes, but they can look in your car, and if you have guns, they can pull you over and look in your car like right. search your car right um but i was like now's not the time no <laughs> to pick a fight with a federal no park agent no i mean if you took out the hoover dam you would knock out water to like two major cities oh you yeah. would like cripple las right. vegas phoenix like right. a lot of places mm-hmm. you would seriously hurt a lot of people right. so it is a like security risk right <laughs> just the whole thing yeah. so i'm not surprised and every time i drive through there i realize i'm totally being watched right now oh yeah and i'm glad like i'm glad actually <laughs> i'll take it i'm not normally a statist but like i'll take it you know because i have to drive over that every two weeks <laughs> i want to be safe <laughs> so you heard it here summer is whatever we said a second ago Secret and <laughs> oh yeah I and already a forgot. Statist. She um <laughs> wants to eat your sweet potatoes and she's a statist. <laughs> also, the thing about her. Yes, uh-huh. Um, you're right, I am Joy. <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And the thing about Summer that I very recently found out 
is that she uh, gets stressed out when she eats salad. So stressed out. (laughs) So stressed out. You guys can ask my husband. Salads for her are what large stuffed animals for me are. (laughs) I I, I enjoy salad. I like it. Oh, yeah. I've seen you eat many salads. Yeah. But the process is very stressful because I was telling you, like, if I talk about it again, it's going to make me. (laughs) It just... (laughs) It's just this thing where, you know, when you get a salad and... Now, what if you were driving over the Hoover Dam <laughs> eating, eating a salad? salad. I So that, much stress. Just the worst day of my <laughs> life. And then there'd be like a pan of sweet potatoes next to me I couldn't eat. Right. <laughs> like, and just... just me watching you. And I'm fine with you eating them, but you just haven't said anything. <laughs> Everything is... You know, so just the thing about eating a salad is, you know, you get a salad with certain things on it because you like those things. And, but you know, when you stick your fork in it, you might just get a piece of one thing. You like, you might just come back with like half a bell pepper. Like you don't know. And so I like to try to get like even bites. You do have to kind of strategically, you have to pay attention a little bit more. Make sure you get a bite that has dressing and, and cheese and the right veggies and the right amount of lettuce. And, and it's just a lot of work and (laughs) it stresses me out. And every time. I'm sitting at the table having dinner with my husband and we're having a salad. He'll laugh at me. He's like, are you stressed out right now? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. So She's anyway. like white knuckling <laughs> table with one hand and then. I want to enjoy my salad. Like who wants to come to the bottom of their salad bowl and discover they didn't eat 10 croutons. Right. <laughs> now you have to eat 10 right. croutons. No, yeah. Like, I mean. So many things can go wrong. I get it. Stupid. It's just, it's just stupid. I know it's dumb, you guys. Okay. So anyway, anywho. Um so last week we talked about discernment. And I was thinking on the on my drive this morning when we were planning getting to this episode, I think we were like, let's talk about Christian liberty. And then we're like, wait, back up a couple steps. Let's talk about God's law so that we can talk about discernment so that then we can actually really have a good discussion about Christian liberty. Right. I remember having that thought um, because there's really no point in like, how can you even define what liberty is if you haven't talked about God's law, if you haven't talked about being discerning, like those things are the foundation for any fruitful applicable conversation about Christian liberty. Um, And so this is kind of like a, we're finally, if you haven't listened to those last two episodes, I just don't even want you to hear anything we're about to say, because I don't want to give a ton of qualifications because I feel like the last two weeks have been our qualifications. They all fill each other out. Right. Well. Right. Um. So, and then I love, because we'll get to this towards the end, when I talked to Nikki, our designer, about the idea for this episode, uh, I love the image that she chose because she chose um, a picture of someone with tattoos. And I just think that perfectly embodies what people think of when you come to the liberty discussion. Like, can I do this? Can I do that? Is this bad? Should I do that? Which is not at all... (laughs) <laughs> what Christian liberty is about. Um, it, right. it, that actually does fall more under discernment, discernment and wisdom. Yeah. But I get that that's definitely not a slam on anybody because people are trying to be faithful. Yes. And so there's a lot of stuff that... Um, and I'm all for that. Lot, yeah. There's a lot of application that people are curious about. Yeah. It's not direct. Like the Bible doesn't directly tell you if you're allowed to watch an R-rated movie or wear leggings. Right. Um, And sometimes, I mean, sometimes the reason people are into that application is because they're in the flurry of like the internet discernment stuff. Right. Um, but a lot of people are just like, I really want to know. I right. really want to know if I need to throw out my copy of Pulp Fiction. You and know. my tattooed arm. Right. <laughs> just, just throw it, it says, away. Cut off your arm and just throw, throw it, it away. far from you. Yes. Your hand, rather. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not. That was a joke. That's not what we're advocating for <laughs> at all. But we'll so 
what is a if right. that stuff is all sort of falls more under discernment right what is liberty so i actually <laughs> i actually prepared for this episode you guys and i just decided to read the puritan richard sibs or is it sibs i feel kind of i feel bad that i don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly but anyway he wrote a book called glorious freedom uh, that I really enjoyed. And he has a lengthy chapter in there on what Christian liberty is that was um, that I would recommend to you guys if you enjoy reading Puritans. Uh, but he brings out the passage in 2 Corinthians 3 to uh, about liberty, about freedom, to really define this. And in 2 Corinthians 3.17, we read, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. So the implication here is that prior to receiving the spirit, and I, he argues that's the spirit of Christ, uh, we were in bondage. And so essentially we're slaves to sin where the law has condemned us, but Christ and that, that passage in Colossians where we're, we were rescued from the domain of darkness and trans, transferred into the kingdom of the sun, like Christ bought us our liberty by paying the price for our sin and he transferred us from darkness into light so we're transformed you know we become we're citizens of a different kingdom now we're not right. citizens of the kingdom that we were born into which is a kingdom of darkness and bondage we're free what that freedom is is freedom from sin from guilt from condemnation from a love of the world and it's not just a freedom from that bondage from sin, but it's a freedom from this, this darkness, the kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. It's freedom from sin so that we may do good so that we right. may be holy. So we're part of a better kingdom now where citizenship looks different. Like we are, we shouldn't look like citizens of the world. We right. should look like children of God. Yeah. And so that that really a lot of people talk about Christian liberty and you do. You conjure the image of like, oh, can I get a tattoo? But you're you're jumping the shark. <laughs> right. Um, it's not that you shouldn't ask those questions, but the foundation of understanding liberty is understanding, OK, what were you freed from and what are you now free to? So we aren't free from having to fight the flesh. Right. Let's not, you know, miss that category. Um, but we we now we can fight the flesh through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, now that we no longer have a heart of stone, we have a heart of flesh. And that that should result in a changed life in a life that looks different. And so I think a lot of times people think of liberty as like, well, now I'm free to do whatever I want, but that's not, that's not what this liberty, that's not what this freedom is. It's freedom from sin to be a child of God, which demands right. a certain kind of life. Um, I think it's, you're free to finally love the law of God. Like the law isn't a curse to you right. anymore. Um, now the law is a beautiful lamp unto your feet. Like now you can say that with the psalmist. Um, now we can, you know, we seek to delight in the law and to be at peace with all men. And so I think that is what leads to the questions of, okay, well now can I have alcohol? Can right. I get tattoos? And it's like, again, that's still jumping the shark because the question isn't, okay, now how far can I go <laughs> right. to look like the world but still be a part of this kingdom yeah that's not that those aren't the right questions and that's not how we should frame our christian lives well and we are instructed like so what that's referring to um is uh the freedom of conscience um 
So they're two, they're similar things, but um, they are different. Um, it's funny, uh, Summer went to the Puritans and I went to the London Baptist Confession of Faith, which if you have questions, I honestly see if it's in there first. Yeah, seriously. Like you yeah. really don't have to, like we think that, that, that uh, freedom of conscience is such a now like problem of our day. Right. But no, it's, it's always, always been, been a thing. It's a <laughs> right. thing that in 1689 they addressed. <laughs> right. And so, um, so you hear, uh, so regarding freedom of conscience, the 1689 says, and I'm sure I think the Westminster says something very similar. This is not just a show for Baptists in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> But so you have you have several parts in what they have to say about liberty and liberty of conscience. Um, and so um, one of the things they say is that God alone is the Lord of the conscience and hath left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men, which are in anything con- contrary to his word or not contained in it. So that to believe such doctrines or to obey such doctrines out of conscience is to betray true liberty of conscience. And the requiring of an implicit faith and absolute and blind obedience is to destroy liberty of conscience and reason also. So here you have, so we have a conscience, mm-hmm. but God is still, he's, he is the one who, who is the Lord of it. He's yes. the one who ultimately still decides. So even though we have the ability to like reason what is good and, and bad, mm-hmm. um, he is the one ultimately who says what is good and bad and that is free from the doctrines and commandments of men. Right. Um, so the other thing that it says is that um, they who upon pretense of Christian liberty do practice any sin or cherish any sinful lust as they do thereby pervert the main design of the grace of the gospel to their own destruction. So they wholly destroy the end of Christian liberty, which is that being delivered out of the hands of all our enemies, we might serve the Lord without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. So it comes from him and not from men. Right. And um, you effectively destroy Christian liberty when you practice sin in the name of liberty. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's that, yes. So, um, again, it seems it it like it seems like it would have been more convenient for us to have more answers on all the things that fall right. afterward. Sure, we don't have all those answers. Right. Um. That being said, there are plenty of answers we do have. Yes. Um. And this show is not going to be us going through a list of whether things. it's okay for you to watch an R-rated movie. Um, uh, ultimately, I think that there are things that, that we, uh, there are things that we, there are, uh, sinful practices we do do in the name of Christian liberty. Right. And we should be careful. And I pray that God is faithful and sanctifies us of those things. Right. Um, where they are happening. Um, but I also think that there are, there is stuff like application stuff that people talk about that are like, it's fair to have a conversation over it. Um, and that being said, um, there is an appropriate way to have a conversation. And I would say that if you're, you should be, but whoever you're under the accountability of and whoever you're under the shepherding of, you should not be under the person like you, you shouldn't be under a person that you like openly disagree with on a lot of stuff. You should be willing to submit to your pastor ultimately on a lot of that stuff. Right. Um, just because it can be a little gray. Right. If it hasn't directly been addressed right. by the Bible. So, right. So you may have to ultimately just submit. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Hopefully that's not coming across. No, that makes in sense. In the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and there may ultimately, I like, I don't, I don't know. Cause it, I mean, it's hard to say that if you don't know to just not engage in a practice because we also know that like we're not supposed to follow the do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Right. Uh, that's not like 
Colossians too. Like having having good liberty of conscience conscience isn't what saves you and right. You know, um, right. It's just right. Well, so, I think a lot of it is just a conversation worth having. Like yeah. there are things that it's okay to yes. be like. Well, what do you think? Right. So I mean, that's right. Been a, a lot of people want a black and white answer. Like, is this situation okay? Is this situation okay? And of course, there are certainly many, many answers to those kinds of questions in scripture that are black and white. But there's also not, there's also a lot of answers that are not black and white. So um, when there isn't a specific verse for your specific question, there are still going to be biblical principles that apply to every situation like scripture says so so second peter one says that we've been given all things that we need for life and godliness right uh and that's going to be found in the word it's going to be found in the spirit like that's where these things are going to be found all the things that we need for life and godliness so you know i'll see christians having i gave you the example earlier um i remember back in the day uh, seeing a lot of conversations about, you know, people who, in, intelligent Christians whose opinions I look up to making these cases that, you know, if, if you ever block anyone on the internet, you're in sin. Now, obviously, there's no Bible verse that says if you block so-and-so on Facebook, <laughs> right. you're in sin. I mean, when the Bible was written, <laughs> right. you couldn't know anyone <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> like who lived across the world. You right. couldn't know anyone. Right. You could maybe know someone right. a few towns over. Right. Um, and so then what I would end up seeing in the comment threads were people using Bible verses to, to defend their position. Like, oh, no, you know, you're creating division. This is always sin. If you have a problem with someone, you have to go to them. X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, different verses of wisdom about, you know, um, being at peace, meaning you're not stirring up strife, meaning you're not engaging with someone on the internet that you guys can't engage in a godly way. So you're choosing not to engage and that's a better principle. And, you know, just these back and forth, seeing people use principles from scripture to make this argument on this very gray area. Um, and it just, it made me laugh because it was funny seeing people, you know, kind of picking which pr- principle they were going to argue for right. in this scenario. Um, and this is just a case where I'm just happy to let everyone live according to their conscience. Right. Like, I would prefer that you just do, <laughs> you just do what you're going to do. Well, people usually in this conversation, people bring up the, uh, sacrificial meats. Mm hmm. Yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> Can we talk about Michael Jackson? <laughs> um, I do. So, well, but I, I kind of, because I do think so much of this conversation is actually about discernment and not liberty. Right. Um, You know, I said last week, like in our episode that I truly am happy to leave believers to the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah. I am so happy that I'm not anybody's Holy Spirit. And when it comes to these issues of disagreement, particularly things that are adiaphora, meaning right. non-essentials to the faith, I'm so happy to just trust that the Lord has them. And if they're in sin, I don't have to worry about it. Right. Like I am not going to stay up at night fretting over sins that Christ died for right. and paid. And fretting over children of God who, who are being, are being sanctified. Yeah. And, you know, that what I already read in Second Corinthians, you know, it's talking about how um, we are being transformed into the same image. And so on these issues of liberty, I say that we that liberty, we shouldn't look at it as, OK, now I'm a Christian. I'm free to do all these things and just kind of Christianize them. That's not the point. The point is to truly be a citizen of another kingdom. 
Like the question is, shouldn't be how close can I get to looking like a citizen of this other kingdom while still being a citizen of this kingdom? Right. If that's how you're approaching the conversation about liberty, I just, you're not approaching it. Well, I think some people are just like some people, they come to Christ and they hear people say like TV is evil. Mm hmm. It has right. only unbelievers on it. Right. It has homosexuals on it. Right. Um, it has premarital sex on it. It's all just sin. Right. So like. And then they want to do the right thing. So they just throw their TV out. Right. Right. I think I do think it's a matter of maturity. Maybe as a young believer, if you've just been converted and maybe you've been ensnared in a lot of sin related to entertainment, maybe you should throw your TVs out. Maybe in. 10, 20, 30 years, you're going to be mature enough to watch TV occasionally again. Right. You know, maybe. I don't right. know. But again, like, I'm happy to leave you to the Holy Spirit. I think the problem in the liberty conversation comes when you want to bind others. You can't be enslaved by a TV. Right. Right. Like, first of all, that TV is, it's a thing. Right. It's a piece of technology. If there's sin happening, it's you. It's you. <laughs> it's not the TV. <laughs> but if you're in Christ, right, you're free. Right. Right. Is that good? Yes. <laughs> that's a good that's a good distinction to make. Your slavery to sin, like, yes, you know, you should remove your eye if it's causing you to sin. Right. That doesn't mean you literally pluck out your eye, but still the problem is you. Right. Your eye is a part of you. Right. The problem is you. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I've talked before about how I have a friend who, um, before salvation, was a homosexual. And she will talk about things that she chooses to stay away from uh, because she knows where they can lead to. Right. And it's things that I, I don't. I don't have to stay right. away from because well, those for me can change over time. Right. Too. Like right. They may not be the same. Right. From one year to the next five years. Right. So, and a lot of these things are things we've already discussed when we've talked about, you know, what are the essentials of the faith? Where should we def divide? What is audiophora? Um, what I really just wanted to bring to the table was a discussion of the fact that if you're thinking about liberty in terms of how close can you get to looking like an unbeliever while still being a believer, that's not how scripture talks about freedom. Right. Um, and that's not the point. Yeah. The point is that, and I do, I'm, I, and I'm going to talk more about this next week because I have a lot to say about this, but I do think we have an epidemic of, people who claim Christ who really don't have any concept of what it means not to look like the world um, in the biblical sense. Yeah. Um, and that really is a lot of what I have to say um, for our next episode. But um, I just think it's, it's that passage that I read in second Corinthians three is beautiful and go read first Corinth or I'm sorry, go read Colossians where it talks about, Jesus rescuing us from the domain of darkness and transferring us into his kingdom because that that is liberty. That is freedom. Um, and I think part of the liberty that more of us need to strive for is freeing ourselves from being so concerned about what other people are doing, particularly believers. Right. Um, yes, we are to be in our local church and concerned with each other and admonishing each other and edifying each other and growing each other and counseling each other. And those are all very well and good. But I think a lot of times, like that's not really what we're doing. We're kind of just like standing on a brick in our backyard, trying to look over our neighbor's fence and like decide in what ways they need to change <laughs> when right. we've got like a house full of garbage we need to deal with first. Right. Um, and I think the question about liberty is, okay, now I'm free from my bondage to sin. Just how much can I strive after looking like Christ? There you go. So that's that. Are we going to talk about? Yeah, we should. <sighs> okay. I had this conversation slightly yesterday. You did. So I've already. You've already been through the some... ringer. Um, okay. So. I guess the one thing that's big right now, 
this is a conversation we need to have. It's not really a conversation I think we want to have. Um, Both of us are showing up to talk about this. <laughs> we are not writing the law on this. We are no. not like, this is just, we're showing up to talk about this thing. Yeah. We talked about this while I was in Vegas. Yes. And you talked about it yesterday on Apology Radio. Yeah. And I would recommend um, going and finding that episode if you want more of a discussion around justice. Yeah. And the issue. Um, But so the documentary Finding Neverland came out. Leaving Neverland? Sorry. Finding Neverland is a movie. I know. <laughs> Leaving Neverland is the documentary. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm not recommending it. Um, it was one of the hardest things I've ever watched. Yeah. It was very difficult. It was very tough. I've personally decided not to watch it. Yeah. It's kind of a lot. It's a lot. Um, not, I'm not recommending it. Yeah. Um, but the whole point of bringing this into the Liberty conversation is that... Um, the dis- what's happening right now is this documentary came out and it's two people accusing Michael Jackson of horrific, horrific sexual abuse when they were kids. Right. And what's happening now, and again, all if you want to hear the justice issues and all that goes on into that, that's the episode Joy did yesterday. We're right. not going to rehash it. You can listen right. to it on Apology Radio. We're not talking about his innocence versus no. guilt right now. Um, we're not talking about that. We can prove that he was inappropriate regarding children. Yes. That's not a charge under the law. Right. But. And now he's dead and he has met his judge. Right. And is. um, He didn't. Regardless of guilt or innocence, he didn't get away with it. Right. And uh, he would have met his judge. Whether these allegations were true or false. Right. There you go. Right. So what's happening now is all these radio stations. And I mean, Michael Jackson made like all of the pop pop music i mean we all know his music whether you know it's him or not you've at least heard one of his songs he had a huge societal impact yes it's undeniable and a uh musical impact yes. and Dancing. i mean all so many all of the things yeah um and now all of like so many different platforms are pulling his catalog they're not playing him on the radio all drake, this other like, stuff i don't even know about drake but drake changed his <laughs> I don't even know about drake his european lineup really did not include a michael jackson song wow i um, didn't know that the simpsons have pulled their michael jackson episodes out of syndication wow um blackout yeah so the, the question is how do we as christians I would say the question should be, how do we remain consistent? Right. How do we approach that? Right. Like, is is erasing him the answer? what we're supposed to do? Is right. that, like, the good thing to do? Right. Or um, is there a problem with that? Is that what the world is doing? Right. Well, and I mean, the world doesn't know how to deal with sexual abuse at all. No. They, they don't. We have such a broken... Society, sexual ethic yeah we can't even begin to right like understand we there is so much um sexual sin against god that people don't even they don't even understand they think that sexual assault is the only sexual sin right um, that's not that a joke is, wow that's the, not that a is joke. the world's only sexual sin and that's right um when you when you're of the world you have the law of God written on your heart. And so you are able to reason morally. You can't make sense of it, but you're able to reason morally um, and you can judge your own decisions and create your own creed and doctrine. But uh, right now, especially with the Me Too movement, you can see that how the world handles other people's sin is that they must... Like they, you have to find a way like to be a good moral person. According to the world, you must make a judgment about, I mean, this sin very particularly. Yep. Um, You must make a judgment that, that indicates morality on your part. Yep. Because there is no, like, there is no uh, objective morality. It's only conventional. So 
it's in a way you must almost dramatic uh, democratically like cast your vote yep. to like flag and be like oh see look at me like i am virtue i'm I virtuous am, right, <laughs> like i'm removing yeah like i'm not it's very i'm not signaling. watching kevin spacey's movies i'm not this and that and it's just virtue signaling. and that's how and i'm not saying that you if should. You, yeah. If you want to get rid, if you don't want to have watch House of Cards, you don't have to. Yeah. Um. But what I'm saying is that for the world, this is their method of signaling morality. Right. So for the world, it may not necessarily, they're not doing it for the same reason that the Christian right. would do it. But right. that's sort of it at its like purest form. Right. And part of the. Or impurest form. I right. Guess. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, part of the problem that it that it brings up for Christians is that there there's not a single piece of music or art or literature that wasn't created by sinners. Like so many books on your shelf that are considered class classics. Oh yeah, and, and worthy of being read were written by people engaged in horrible debauchery. Yes, um, especially the written stuff. Right. And so <laughs> many great works of art were created by heretics. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we do? What do we do with that? Um, right. How do we, how do we be consistent? If you're going to say, I can't listen to Michael Jackson anymore, which is honestly fine. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to listen to, it's fine. I get it. Like, yeah. No one is saying you that have to love. We're not telling you what to do here. We, we're having this conversation. Right. We're showing up to the conversation. I'm just showing up <laughs> to the conversation. Um, and it's it's like I don't care if you li- I don't care if you never listen to Michael Jackson anymore. I am so horrified after watching that documentary that I don't know that I could actually ever enjoy a Michael Jackson song again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing is, is we knew. Right. Like if he had two trials, like based off of he's already been tried for this and he was not found guilty. So I like now that he's dead and cannot defend himself, um, there is also a conversation that needs to happen around things like that, which we had on Apologia Radio. Um, but uh, he you know, this is not new information. Right. Like we're hearing the the full story now. Right. But um, there are plenty of people who from, knew for 10 years well, that have thought that he. That's the thing with Brett Weinstein is right. everyone. And if you, everyone in Hollywood knew what he was doing. Right. Everyone. Right. Everyone knew. Mm-hmm. But now you have to condemn him and virtue signal so right. you can stay in the fold. Right. And so the question well, like, is even with Bill Cosby, like what he did was awful. Right. But so many women knew. Nobody said anything. Right. People knew. Right. And and nobody did anything. Right. Until decades later. We just right. like we there is something inconsistent about that. Like yes. like people knew and we didn't dox them until it was considered waving your moral virtue flag. signaling to do right. so. And so the so the question for the Christian again in liberty is not how much how much how many questionable things can i do and still be in the kingdom it should be what does it look like to be a citizen of this kingdom and i think the question with censorship and with art and what we watch is going to be a matter of conscience because the fact is nothing no piece of art music television movie did I say literature? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Nothing you have ever seen or read was not created by a horrible sinner. Now, yes, there are degrees of sin. I'm right. not saying that the author of Anne of Green Gables is on the same level as Michael Jackson. That's not my argument. But ultimately, if you're going to edit your library based on kinds of sin the creator of this material was engaged in. Well, especially if you're going to ask other people to do it. Right. You're deciding where the line is. Right. You are deciding where the line is. Where is the line? Does your line look like the world for the same reasons that it looks like the world's? Right. 
that's probably not a great thing. Right. Um, like we said, liberty of conscience. So it seems like there's a lot of information missing. But here's what we know. God is, he is the Lord of conscience. Yes. He creates it. Yes. Free from the doctrine of men. Yes. We know that. Yes. And we know the other thing that I'm forgetting. <laughs> Pull it up. She's got it. Oh my gosh. It. I'm so dumb. It's okay. Cause I'm you're. I'm sorry. I'm so dumb. Your unborn I had baby it in my is head. so cute. I had it in my head. And then I was just like, and the other thing he said. <laughs> dumb. No, you're not. Okay. You have it. It's right there. <laughs> Um, and the other thing we know is that um, you can't practice sin in the name of Christian liberty. In fact, if you do that, you destroy it. So it seems like there's a lot of answers missing. But God said that was enough information <laughs> for right. us to make a decision on it. Right. Um, and now that will involve you figuring some things out. There right. are some things that are more straightforward than others. How about this? Every time you read a psalm written by David, you're reading a psalm written by a murderer who and an adulterer. An adulterer. Now, don't hear me wrong. I'm not comparing anything produced by the world as being on par with scripture. Right. But if we are going to go on this witch hunt of artists, and I'm not calling the Michael Jackson documentary a witch hunt, but I'm saying if this is going to spur you, what's going on with the Michael Jackson documentary, if that's going to spur you into censorship, make sure that you're consistent. Right. That would be, that would be my encouragement. Right. Um, well, and it can go, it can go much further. Obviously in questions of Liberty application, we tend to veer quite a bit like towards the arts Mm-hmm. Um, right. But there's a lot of stuff that people like if you condemn anything that appears worldly or that has sin in it, you are approach. You can approach, I should say you. It's possible that you will approach this sort of dangerous land where you can only go to a Christian grocery store. Right. And you can only go to a Christian car mechanic. Right. And so there are there is. there is a level of consistency um, that a lot of people say would be true, but they don't actually abide by it. Right. I think a lot of issues should be worked through, not like in a huge vat. Right. Of just like, this is how I feel about all types of art. Right. But maybe more specifically than that. Right. Um, but if you are going to make a call about one thing, you're going to have to make a call about other things. Right. If as a Christian, you're going to take Michael Jackson out of your library, you may have to consider taking um, Queen out. Right. As well. Right. Because homosexuality. Right. Like, don't. Our point is that the reason why the world is doxing Michael Jackson shouldn't be the reason. Like, the reason why we're removing him from our library shouldn't be the same reason that the, as world, the world is. is right because liberty right <laughs> because of liberty right um yeah yeah oh michael jackson that's a it's a it's a i mean this is this is we're only scratching the surface on right. this well, conversation we bring it up because i mean the re- the reason we talked about on apologia radio too is that this is not a this is not the sole incident Right. This happening like right. This has been this continues to happen right. over and over again. It is how the world is um, ridding themselves of shame. Right. And we just we shouldn't be surprised. I think that's that's one thing we should keep in mind is we just we shouldn't be surprised to discover that there are people in the world doing horrible sinful things and i'm not saying be blasé about it that's not the call like oh everyone's sinning so what's (laughs) the big deal that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is is that you cannot act surprised when you find these things out and it's going to be difficult to censor (laughs) in a way that's consistent um and my last little thought on that that i had when i was thinking about this this week 
was that I think there are a lot of Christians who will want a virtue signal and be like, well, I'm going to make sure I never hear a Michael Jackson song again. Um, And I don't really think, I don't think Michael Jackson's fans are, is mostly made up of Christians. So we might not even be talking to you and that's fine. But I think the people who are like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I'm going to make sure I never come across anything related to Michael Jackson again is like, there are so many Christians who don't have a hard time with like lauding the early feminists. But if you look at their personal lives, like their personal lives were a mess. Like they literally hated marriage. They literally neglected their children. Uh, Sometimes they literally hated children. But you'll find Christians arguing, well, 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 you know, they said some good things. And it's like, okay, that's true. But are you applying that same logic to Michael Jackson? (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, he did some horrible things. But like his music's really catchy. Like it's just not a great argument. It's just not a great argument. Yeah. And it's like you're you're not being consistent at that mm. point. Well, I think we've bought this is going to not be a popular opinion. Ooh, bring it. <laughs> but I think that um we have adopted a little bit of the world even as Christians in that way, which is that uh um sexual assault is the one thing that cannot be atoned for. Right. Um you know, it's even interesting because we, there are a lot of people who praise God are murderers that have come to Christ. They're, a, they are like you. They're free too. <laughs> um, and we're even more willing to believe that. First of all, it's not really about what you believe God can atone for Christ Mm -hmm. can atone for that's That's not really about what it's about but I just want you to like consider this is a hard very hard thing to hear especially for a lot of people and maybe some people are not going to like it and I don't know you can ask me about it you can private message me but um but yeah I really think that the world the world legitimately um that is the unforgivable sin in our world today and it is the only sexual sin yeah and it is um you can't recuperate from it and it Mm -hmm. changes you forever Mm -hmm. um and you must work to free yourself of shame Mm -hmm. uh but god uh he says you are free of shame you're not guilty in any way for being a victim of that right and um also we know that such were some of you and that included people who sexually assaulted and abused other people um and that is a hard truth to deal with but i think it affects the way that we look it affects our interaction with me too certainly it affects our interaction with leaving neverland that's right it affects our interaction with kevin spacey and you know everybody that has been accused that's right um and not just accused but actually people who have done it those things right um and so i do think we this can't... total side note, I do believe that Michael Jackson we, is for sure guilty. Oh, yeah. But that's I, not the yeah. point. And yeah. again, you can listen to the AR radio or apology radio because I'm not trying to go down into that. Right. I don't want you guys to think. Just... If you need me to have evidence of something, I have evidence that he he considered it perfectly appropriate to sleep in the same bed as a child. Right. Um, even if that required some level of coercion, it's on. it's in a videotaped... Uh, interview yeah. where Michael Jackson sat and yeah. said it yeah, and a child was there and s- talked about it. Right. Um, so I can, uh, for me, I can draw enough conclusion to know that I would never let, have let my kids nowhere, hang out. nowhere near him. Um, and that he was inappropriate. Um, yes. obviously he's not here to defend himself or stand before a court of law. Right. But that's not what I'm attempting to do. Uh, anyway, yes. all that stuff that I just said, all this to say, is that even how we look at that sin, how we look at the perpetrators, how we look at the victim of that sin mm-hmm. needs to be different from yeah. the world. That's right. That's right. Because I think we have bought the idea that victims, it, that we might say, oh, we don't want you to feel shame, but we act as though it's just a given that you have so much shame. And, well, and we're not ignoring 
the shame aspect. Right. We're not ignoring the feelings right. surrounded by being a victim of that crime. Right. Those are all there. Right. That is why God considers it such a heinous right. crime as to take the life of the person who perpetrates it. Right. Um, right. It, it's not, we're not saying when God said you're without shame, he wasn't saying that stuff you're feeling is fake. <laughs> like that's, you know, he, what he was saying is you're without shame. Right. You don't, you didn't do anything wrong. Right. And you need to live in light of that. Right. And so, yeah, we, we need to not have the same view of it as the world right. is the point. Yeah. Sexual assault is not the only sexual sin. Uh, people who have committed sexual assault can be, I mean, <laughs> Jesus has saved if people I, who have done if that. If I was Jesus, yeah, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> right. I'm going to tell you guys that right now. I'd have a really hard time with that one. Right. I'm not. <laughs> Thank I am goodness. Not, Thank yes. the Lord. I know. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. So, okay. I feel like we opened a can of worms. Yeah, we did. We did an entire episode on our stance on abuse what we think the biblical stance on abuse and what should happen after that. We did that episode already. It's over an hour long. You can listen to it. The only thing I ask is that in regards to this topic that we, we give each other time to talk. Yeah. Let us finish our thought. Right. Consider what we're saying. Right. I've been very clear. Yes. How I feel about it. (laughs) Right. I just told you that if I was Jesus, I wouldn't save (laughs) pedophiles, especially. Right. I'm not. That's not how. Right. Like good thing. My grace is not the standard. (laughs) Right. Because it would be selective because I'm a human. And that is a very it's a very hard thing to look at. Right. To deal with. Right. Um, And God is sovereign. Right. Ultimately, I think you have a wrong view of yourself and of sin if you believe that anybody is just not savable. Like, right. oh, that person, Jesus could not die for that person. Uh, I think you're talking about the wrong Jesus. Right. And that's not to defend anyone, but that's to say that uh, Christ has saved, as Paul said. As much as you and I can't understand As much it. as we don't understand it. Paul has saved murderers, thieves, homosexuals, adulterers, I mean, and brought them into the kingdom. And you're going to spend eternity with these people. And so we just cannot have this the same view as the world. And also, I think if you can prove um, if you can prove from two to three independent lines of witness that someone has committed a rape, I think they should receive the death penalty. Just in case you think I'm going too easy on anyone. Right. I think the death penalty should apply to rapists. So no messages Absolutely. about how I take it too lightly. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Also, yes. <laughs> on if that you, super... If you really care what we have to say about it, you will go listen <laughs> to the whole episode we did about it. Right. If you want to just like come into our inbox <laughs> flying accusations around you better right. have two or three witnesses because <laughs> that's the standard <laughs> do we have anything happy to, that was so heavy I don't know if we that was so heavy, heavy. Um, i mean i do you remember way, the like, sweet potato fries from an hour ago those yeah. were happy and covered in sugar there i think <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing happy like there are happy things surrounding what we just talked about, especially there at the end. Right. Um, and there is freedom from it and there is no shame for the victims of it. Right. Um, but yeah, it can be right. It's a lot. How about this? This is happy. If you are experiencing any form of Christian liberty in your life, it's because God has rescued you through the blood of his son and he has transferred you into a different kingdom, a better kingdom. And that is glorious. And that's a reason to praise him. And it's a reason to struggle through these difficult topics and conversations and to think about them. And if you're burdened at all by the need to be someone else's Holy spirit in issues of clean and unclean meat, you can go ahead and stop. (laughs) You're free from doing that. Right. (laughs) And that's a happy thought. Yes. 
So, hey, guys, go to patreon.com slash theologians. You can get early release episodes. We cannot do this without your support. So every time you drink a drink of water this week, I would like you to consider. I know. We have to move back to our water our campaign. Our water campaign. It's starting to warm up. It's getting warm. Which there are probably some people that are looking <laughs> out their snow. window and they're like, it's snowing. <laughs> it's like 75 Sorry. here today. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um you should still be drinking water, though. Yeah, drink some, or tea, hot tea. I don't know what people in the, the snow. The snow reflects the sun. It so can dehydrate you. Yeah. Every time you Take drink water this week, please consider signing up on patreon.com slash theologians for six bucks a month. You can keep the mics on and you can get early release episodes and other Patreon-only content. And if you can't do that, just make sure you like and share all of our episodes across social media. And we will see you next week. Yes. Okay, bye. See ya.